Hello, and welcome to Ufology and Fiction. Short disclaimer today, which is light violence, some smoking, but this is a children's book, so it's pretty light on the violence. One sec, I just need to open to my page where the story begins after I get through my intro. So, here I look at mythological and fictional characters and stories, such as the story of Theseus and Invincible, created by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker for Image Comics. This podcast is hosted by me, Indigo Vincent, and there are new episodes every Sunday. You may have noticed I have not changed the title to Mythology and Literature. The reason for that is because somebody told me, why not Mythology and Fiction? I don't know if those were the exact words or not. I don't remember. Last week, I said I'll say this story is both popular media and a classic. This conversation probably belongs to Lord of the Rings episode, and I'll probably do this again on the Lord of the Rings episodes next year. I'm only going to do one Tolkien book per year, since they're usually very long. But I'm going to do this here on The Hobbit. Um, So, I think this is a classic because it has significant impact on world-building. For not just fantasy, but, like, a lot of things. That's also popular media. This applies more to Lord of the Rings, because it's in the public conscious. Uh, Who said that something can't be a classic if it's not? If if it's popular media. Also, I'm going to re-record the first three episodes in this episode, so that, um... I can change the intro for the first three, and I can make change this intro so it's not as long. Don't explain all of this. So, yeah. And now, onto the story. This is the episode four, Hob- The Hobbit Part One. This is episode four, The Hobbit Part One. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Now, I can't start this story anyway else unless I start with the first paragraph. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit, not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and an oozy smell, nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it to sit down on or to eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. The book goes on to, for a pretty long paragraph, describe the hobbit house. So I'll, I'll paraphrase it. It had a perfectly round door that looked like a portal. And it was painted green with a shiny yellow brass knob in the middle. The exact middle. It, it opened in a tube-shaped hall. And and then there were rooms to the right and left. And then there was coat hangers. And the people, the hobbits, around called it the hill. No, there was no going upstairs for hobbits. Bedrooms, bathrooms, cellars, pantries. There are lots of those. Wardrobes, there are whole rooms of the clothes. Kitchens, dining rooms, all those were on the same floor and and on the same passage. The best rooms were on the left-hand side because that's where the windows were. So this, no, the main character of this story is a hobbit. His name was Bilbo Baggins. The Backinses since had been in the hill, been neighborhood of the hill for a long time. And people consider them very respectable, not because they were not only because they were rich. 
but also because they always did the expected. They never went into any adventures, which sounds boring. You always knew what they'd say. You were at the bother of asking asking him, which, I mean, I have to say, sounds pretty boring. So, anyways, Bilbo found himself on a very strange morning, but I'll get to that in a second, since... I need to get through a lot of lore about hobbits. So, hobbits are rare and shy of the big people, as they call us. They were a little people. They were about half our height, but they were smaller than the dwarves who had beards. This is important because hobbits did not have beards. And there was, there was basically nothing magic about them. Except, like... They could disappear, disappear from us. And we were like elephants to them in noisiness. And they, and they were, most, most of them were fat. And they liked to dress up in chiefly green and yellow. They wore no shoes because their feet grow naturally leathery soles. And also their feet grow a whole bunch of hairs. It's like just shoes. They basically just wear shoes on their feet. Only their feet are shoes. And they usually have thick, warm brown hair. Or that's curly. They have long, clever brown fingers. Yours, as the book says. Good-natured faces. And they have deep, fruity laughs. Especially after dinner. Which they have twice a day. When they can get it. Now, you know enough of The Hobbits. This is Bilbo Baggins. He was the son of Bongo Baggins and Belladonna Took, later Mrs. Bongo Baggins. I don't know if it's Belladonna Bingo Baggins or Belladonna Baggins. I'm not sure. So, Belladonna Baggins, Belladonna Took was the daughter of the of Old Took, who had three daughters. She was one of them. And they lived across the river from the hill. Now, the Tooks were very adventurous. They were like the adventuring one. The Hobbits did not like that. Now, the Tooks were richer than the Bagginses, but they weren't as respected. And then all of them went on adventures. They disappear and the family to cover it up. And then it was rumored that long ago a Took must have taken a fairy wife. Which... The story states is absurd. So, I'm gonna guess the hobbits tried to create reasons for why they weren't like the other hobbits. Which is, yeah. So yeah, Bungo Baggins built the hobbit hole, partly using her Belladonna Took's money. So yeah. They had one son. That was Bilbo Baggins. So, one day, Bilbo Baggins was grown up. He was 50 years old or so, and lived at the hill. And then one day, Gandalf came by. Now, I assume I don't need to tell you about Gandalf, um, but he had long, bushy eyebrows, and 
He had a tall, pointed blue hat, a long gray cloak, a silver scarf over which his long white beard hung down below his waist, and immense black boots. And then Bilbo said, "Good morning." Now this is going to be the second time I'm going to quote the book in not too in about eight minutes, and because Gandalf's response is just great. This is Gandalf's response. What? And I'm quoting from the book. What do you mean? He said. Do you mean to wish me a good morning, or meant that as a good morning, whether I want it or not, or that you feel good this morning, or that as a morning to be good on? All that I want," said Bilbo. "And a very fine morning for a pipe of tobacco out do- out of doors into the bargain. If there is a pipe about it, you, there's a pipe. If you have a pipe about you, sit down and have a fill of mine. There's no hurry. We all have the day before us." Then Bilbo blew smoke ring. Gandalf said it was very pretty, but he had no time for blowing rings, for he. Was looking for a fourteenth adventuring party member. He didn't say fourteenth. He just said he was looking for another one. And Bilbo said, "You're not going to find a lot of those here." Which Gandalf Gandalf probably planned this, or he just didn't remember. Hobbits don't. Maybe he was looking for a took, and he wanted to find Bilbo. It wasn't an accident. Perhaps he knew he was the son of Belladonna Took. Daughter of Old Took, who was a good friend of his, since Gandalf had not been around very had not been around since Old Took died. And then Bilbo was like, "Get out! We don't we don't want your adventures here." And he said, "Good morning." He said at last, "We don't want any adventure here. Think you might try over the hill or across the water." By this, he meant that conversation was at an end. And Gandalf said, "What are a lot of things you use for good morning for? Now you mean that you want to get rid of me, and that it won't be good till I move off." Bilbo said, "No, that's not what I was saying." And Gandalf said, "I." And Gandalf, ah,、uh, Bilbo asked, "What's your name?" And Gandalf said, "I know your name, Mister Bilbo Baggins." And he said, "I am Gandalf." Okay, this is just a great line. He says, "I am Gandalf," and Gandalf means me, which I mean is just introduce yourself like I am Gandalf, and Gandalf means me. It's just a great way to introduce yourself. And he is like, and he said, "Wait, to be good morningd by Belladonna Took's son, as if I was selling buttons at the door." And then again, and then Bilbo goes to hype up Gandalf, basically like telling of great things about fireworks and tales of at a party, and having lads and having lads and lasses go off and. In adventures, and got diamond magic diamond studs that fastened themselves and never came undone till, and he gave those to old Took. And then, and he started to say, "Ye, ye, life 
used to be quite interesting. But he stopped at life used to be quite interesting. And then he interrupted himself and started being like, "Hey, you just." Sorry, being like you disrupted the lands, and we don't. And he's like, I had no idea you were still adventuring. And Gandalf was saying, What else would I be doing? And then, and he said, I will give you what you asked for. And Bilbo was like, I didn't ask for anything. And Gandalf was like, Twice now you have. Now you may have guessed it. Bilbo was asking for adventure. He hadn't said it outright, but he wanted adventure. From he liked adventure more than he let on. He had some sort of like not active like want to adventure, probably from the Took side of the family, since you inherit personality traits in stories. And he was like, "I don't want any of your adventures, Gandalf." And he's like, "Come back tomorrow for tea." And I think this is on a Tuesday, since there's a since the story says Bilbo would like put down to remember things like, for example, Gandalf tea Wednesday. So I assume the story starts on a Tuesday. Man, it's already been thirteen minutes. We're still in the first chapter. And then he went into the house, Bilbo, and he was like, "What are you asking?" Tea for, and he went to get a cake, even though he had just had breakfast. Gandalf put a mark on Bilbo's door, so the next day there was a knock at the door. Bilbo suddenly remembered Gandalf, and he opened the door and was like, "Hey, about to say, I'm sorry to keep you waiting." When he saw it, it was not Gandalf at all. It was a dwarf. With a blue beard that was tucked into a golden belt and had very bright eyes under his dark green hood. As soon as the door was opened, the dwarf rudely pushed himself inside. I'd say if you just push yourself inside without being asked, and he put his cloak on the coat hanger, and he said, "Dwellin' at your service or dwellin'." I'm gonna go dwellin'. And just so you know, everyone related's name is going to rhyme. If they're like brothers, their name is going to rhyme. Since Dwalin's brother is Balin, and then there's two characters, Feely and Keely. Then there's Oingloin. Maybe one more. There's Nori, Dory, and Ori. Biffer, Bofer, and Bomber. The names are just similar. Anyway, I'm gaming at myself. So. Um, Dwalin sat down for food, and then sometime later, another knock on the door came, and it was once again a dwarf who had a green hood. One sec. Oh wait, no. It the dwarf had a white beard and a scarlet hood, and he said, "I see they've already begun to arrive. Balin at your service." Bilbo rudely said, "Thank you." It was impolite, but he was also flustered by they have begun to arrive. All right, I'm just going to skip. This is a long process. So the next time the drawers came, it was Keely and Feely. Next time 
it was Jory Nori Ori Oin and Gloin. And next time is Biffer Boofer Bomber Foreign Oaken Shield and Gandalf. Gandalf introduced especially Foreign. Foreign is like the main dwarf. Foreign Oaken Shield, son of Frain, son of Furor. It's like his grandfather, Foreign's grandfather's name is Four, only there's an R after the H. Furor. 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 I'm probably never going to get it down. They all, every dwarf asked for food. And the pantries were being, being picked dry. So, they ate. Then, sometime later, the dwarves went into perfect song. Except for Foran, who's busy talking to Gandalf. The song goes like this. Chip the glasses and crack the plates. Blunt the knives and bend the forks. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Mash the bottles and burn the corks. Cut the cloth and tread on the fats. Pour the milk on the pantry floor. Leave the bones on the bedroom mats. Splash the wine on every door. Dump the crocks in boiling bowl in the in a boiling bowl. Pound them up with a thumping pole. And when you're finished, if any are whole, send them down the hall to roll. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates so carefully, carefully with the plates. Did they none of they didn't know in those things except to be careful with the plates. And then soon enough another song was launched into which I will not go into. So basically, this song is like, there are misty mountains, they're going past those to seek enchanted gold, and there are drawers that used to live on the lonely mountain, and, and then there's an ancient king, probably dwarvish, and an elvish lord, and then, then there's gems on the hilt of a sword, there are silver necklaces, flying stars, but then Smog, the dragon came, and then drew the dwarves away. Now they're going on a quest to receipt to take back. So yeah. And then there's a whole big thing. Um foreign recaps everything I just told you since not all of it's explained the song. And then Gandalf brings out Fur Or's map. Of the Lonely Mountain, where there's a secret entrance, where Thorne points out it may have been secret once, but Smaug has surely found it. And Gandalf's like, yes, but you can't fit through it anymore. He's too big. And now, if you've seen The Hobbit, The Destination of Smaug, or the third Hobbit movie, The Battle of Five Armies, that Smaug was not that big. Smaug was like a regular dragon size, like media, not like gigantic hundred foot one, but like a decent size, but not super huge. So this map was Fauror's, given to Frain, who was the father of Thorn, who got captured by a necromancer. Ooh, also, Fauror was killed by Azog the Goblin at the Mines of Moria. Much more made of a deal in the movies, the Hobbit movies, but not too big a deal, just a passing mention. So, well, and Frain got captured by a necromancer, Gandalf went there, was given the map, Frain had no memory, um, and of course, 
Bilbo fainted, and Gandalf was like, ah, he's so excited. But the dwarves were like, really? He seems just scared. Man, we're already at 20 minutes, and I'm not done with this first one. Anyway, this is mentioned two times, but, um, there was a took, I believe, Bolrar, who was so big he could ride a horse. Which may not sound, like, super big in human terms, but for a hobbit, they... For a hobbit, if you could ride a horse and you were a hobbit, you were basically a giant. Yeah, they were very small folk. Then Bilbo woke up and was like, um, this ref, and then the, there's talk of burglars, which was Bilbo's purpose, and he's like, I'm a, I'm no good at burgling you. And he's like, I have no signs on my door. So, you know, and then, you know, they went to sleep. There's a whole map thing. Then they went to sleep. And now we're on to the second chapter, Roast Mutton. The first chapter was an unexpected party. Anyways, Bilbo woke up. There's a hasty breakfast. After he got into his dressing gown, he saw there's a hasty breakfast. Hadn't been cleaned up. And I was like, what are you still doing here? Leave. And this was where Bilbo Baggins made the biggest choice of his life. That would define the rest of the history of Middle Earth. He left on the adventure. Hurried as fast as he can. After he read a message that said... Now, after he read a message that said, Foreign and company to the burglar Bilbo for greeting. For your hospitality are serious things, and for your offer of professional assistance to your grateful acceptance. Terms. Cash on delivery up to and not exceeding on 14th of total profits. If any, all traveling expenses are guaranteed in any event. Funeral expenses to be defrayed by us or not representatives. If occasion arises and the matter is not otherwise arranged for, thinking it unnecessary to disturb your esteemed repose, we have proceeded in advance to make requisite preparations and shall await your respected person at the Green Dragon Inn by water. The Green Dragon Inn by water at 11 a.m. sharp, trusting that you will be punctual. We have the honor to remain yours deeply. Foreign and co. So that meant there's only 10 minutes left. So then Bilbo went off, which was the biggest choice of his life, like I said. And they arrived and they started to go off on their adventure. And Bilbo had forgotten, like, handkerchiefs, stuff like that. And apparently Middle Earth has months, has human months. Since there's a mention of June. So, you know, they went on a big adventure. Sure, you know. So, yeah. And then they saw a light in the trees. And they sent Bilbo to investigate. And he saw three trolls. Oh, also, they said, I think, to make owl noises. So yeah, Bilbo saw three trolls. There were three. 
I forget their there's William, Bert, and one other. And they were very non-formal. They were eating stuff. Being like, shut your mouth. They were being mean to each other. Anyway, Bilbo was like, hmm. He's about to leave, but he's like, hmm. If I'm going to be a burglar, I need to do burglar right. So he tried to steal something from a giant's back. But, surprise, giant bags are sentient. And it screamed. And, and they asked Bilbo, what are you? And he started to, Bilbo back, and he said, Bilbo Bax is a bur- a hobbit. And then the troll thought, he said, a burr a hobbit? And they were like, what's that? Oh, there, it was Tom, Bert, and William. William was also shorn to Bill. Those were the troll's names. They started to cook him. So, yeah. And then the dwarves came in. No, I think. And then they. Gandalf, spoiler, was making them seem like was ar- making them argue over how they were going to be cook them, and they kept them arguing till sunrise. And these were specific tribe of trolls, I think stone trolls, mountain trolls, something. And they froze up. Not all trolls freeze up in sunlight, turn to stone. Um, but these trolls do. And they had captured the other dwarves. So, you know, there's a long discussion. And then they got some blades. They got some blade. Bilbo got blade from um, the trolls. It was Elvin. So, you know, that was the encounter of the trolls. I have made this much shorter. The big meat of this episode was like, the main meal was the first chapter with all the dwarves. There's a lot of lore to get through. So, I'm getting to the last part of this. This first episode. Um, I think this is going to be a four-part episode. Four-part book. Of me telling this book. Now, they went to sleep... Then they got to the mountains, the Misty Mountains, and Bill was like, is that the mountain, the Lonely Mountain? And the dwarves were like, no, this is just the Misty Mountains. And Bilbo was like, oh, I wish I had stayed home. But Bilbo went on a great adventure. Anyway, at one point they arrived at Rivendell, which is, yes, the Rivendell. They arrived there, and they arrived at Rivendell. Well, before that, there was a song. The elves were singing a song. These elves do appear in Lord of the Rings. And the elves were singing, Oh, what are you doing and where are you going? Your ponies need chewing, your river is flowing. I mean, the river is flowing. Oh, tra-la-la-la. 
You're down in the valley. Oh, what are you seeking? Um, no, I'm not going to say the rest of this song. No. Unless it's a typo, I'm still not going to. No, no, no. I'm not singing the rest of this song. Nope. Okay, so, you know, they were singing, they got to Rivendell, Gandalf, and they arrived, and then there was Elrond, you might remember from Lord of the Rings. And then they told them about the blade that was later called Sting by Bilbo when he killed some spiders with it. And they're made in the Goblin Wars. The, the blade is Elven of the High Elves of the West. The trolls got him. So the dwarves and goblins got in a war. So then they rest in Rivendell. There were moon letters, which you might remember from Lord of the Rings. Um they can and moon runes can only moon letters can only be seen in direct moonlight. There's Durin, he's a survivor of Elves Waste Drawers, the Longbeards, and Dude, and his and Foreign is his heir. And they need to get to you the mountain by Durin's Day, which is the first day of the Drawers New Year. Anything. Yeah, they need to get by the last light of Durin's day will shine upon the keyhole. So, yeah, then they went on to the Misty Mountains. So, yeah. This has been quite the adventure. Well, um, this was Mythology and Fiction. You can follow me on Instagram at Mythology and Fiction. You can DM me or ask me a question on one of my posts on there. Um, like I said, I will re-record this episode and the episodes before. Um, I am Indigo Vincent. This podcast was made with Anchor, the app Anchor. Um, The Hobbit is by J.R.R. Tolkien, which is copyrighted by, I think, by the Tolkien Estate. They own this, so, yeah. I probably don't need to say that, just in formality and not being like, this is not copyright and stuff. Um, like, give a shout out to the people who are, who own this, which is the Tolkien Estate, originally ran by J.R.R. Tolkien. So, um, yeah, no. Next week, I'm going to go through chapters 4 through 7 of The Hobbit, where... There's going to be a very precious item that Bilbo will receive. Bye!